morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pastor Jay with the Anointed Radio Show. And like always, we're going to start off in decency and order and come from the word. Amen. So we're going to be coming out of Psalms 27, 7 through 8. And it says, hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. When you don't know what to do, and you don't have no type of plan, you don't know how you're going and how you're coming, seek God's face. And God will guide you. God will give you the wisdom. God will put the people, the right people in your camp to move you to that next level of elevation. Amen. Dad, Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us this morning. Help us, guide us, be with us. God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you for all the things that you're blessing us with, God. Continue to cover us, touch us from the top of our heads to the sole of our feet. Anoint our finances, anoint our, our marriages, anoint our relationships, anoint our families, anoint the everything that we touch God let us be able to stay humbled to stay seeking after you God and God just be able to balance us out when we feel stress let's be able to know that despite what we go through you still are with us and bless anybody that's listening to the broadcast today that if they might need anything or might want to know more about you, that they'll get the curiosity to know more, to seek after your words, to be able to hear after your voice. Bless everybody that's going to church. Bless everybody that's on their way. Bless everybody that just woke up. Or bless the people that's listening on the podcast. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 We have... Our new member in the house. Hey, hey, hey. I'll let her introduce herself. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Marvinetta Clay, and I am so, so grateful just to be the new member um, added on to Anointed Radio. And I'm, I'm definitely looking for some blessings and looking for God's new places that he's going to take us. And I'm just excited to be here. God bless. Amen. So... Like always, we'll start with our intros. This is Pastor Jay, and I got something always to say. You could find me at Anointed Jaylon on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me at Jaylon Calhoun, J A Y L O N Calhoun on Facebook. And go follow. I have inspirational messages every day. So Monday through Friday, kind of take the weekend off. You'll see scriptures, healthy motivations, prayer starters. Um, just to start your day off right in the morning. So definitely go follow, definitely go like, go follow the Anointed Radio um, social media pages on Facebook, LV Anointed Radio, Instagram, Twitter, LV Anointed Radio, or YouTube, Anointed Radio Network. Go check us out. Right now you see us live on Facebook Live. Go check out the video on Facebook Live. Like it, share it, post something on there. Enjoy it. This is... The morning time, I know it's early, but wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> so where can we find you, Dr. Marvietta? Well, I'm on Instagram as well under uh, Clay Marvinetta or M. Clay. It's one of them. Just type the name Clay or Marvinetta. It's in there as well as Twitter and Facebook. Facebook, you can actually find me under my actual name, either Marvinetta Clay or Dr. Marvinetta Clay. And you know what? I'm on there always giving um, inspiration as well and always encouraging people because, you know, today's time, we definitely need to encourage one another. So just look me up, follow me. And also follow me as as of yesterday, my new release, Worship Forever. You know, you'll be able to purchase that as well. And just watch what God is doing. And also, you know what, just pray that God continue to do what he does. Amen. 
Speaking about that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop right there. So <laughs> I was at the release. It was dope. Like she had a whole like production and and Las Vegas Mass Choir. It was like it was like the BET Awards all in there. It was just all packed up and it was it was a great experience. It was at God House International here in Las yeah. Vegas. It was so many people in attendance. It was a great outcome. Man, it was it was something. If you missed it, you missed out yes, because yes. it was a great experience. Definitely tip my hat to you, Dr. Thank Clay, you, because you. man, it was. It was great. Awesome. I, I, I enjoyed myself. Thank you. So one thing that we do have coming up that I, you know, just found found out at her release is that Pastor Jay will be emceeing at the One Accord Upper Bound concert with All Bishop right. Cortez and uh, I think it's Leroy Marv and, and, and One Accord. Amen. Our Las Amen. Vegas One Accord. So next week at Mountaintop. At 5 p.m. on the 24th, be in the house for the One Accord Upper Bound Tour, and you will be blessed, y'all. So, what else do I have to say? Oh, yeah. Big things are coming from Pastor Jay at the end of this month. Stay tuned. It's going to be great. Yes. Um, we have some great things coming up in September as well. But I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing these next few months. We'll be growing our team. You guys are probably wondering, and I didn't explain to you guys. All right. You guys are probably like, where's Lady AJ? Where's Coach? Why Dr. Clay there? All right. <laughs> Let me explain everything. Well, um, Lady AJ and Coach decided to go down different ways and, and different paths, which things happen. It's seasons. New seasons happen in people's life and they choose to go those ways. It's okay. We all still cool. We all still friends. It's just that everybody has their path that God sends them. Now we have Dr. Clay and we're still building our team to go back to where we were. But Anointed Radio is still here, still live, still in control for you to be able to hear the ministry every day, all day, every day, all day, all right? So with saying that, we're going to go ahead and play I Believe by James um, by James Fantoon and Sicardi. I hope y'all like this. And if you're not, I, you're still going to like it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, no. I guess not. There we go. All right, see y'all in a minute. This keeps me going. On those days when I feel like giving up, fire. I believe the storm will soon be over. I believe the rain will go. I want you to already see yourself out of the storm. The clouds will move. It's time for you to smile again. Mm. Come on, Sean. I believe my family will get better. I believe God will provide. God's already pre-approved you for it. Come on, Zaccardi. I believe that my God is a healer. Yes, he is. And I believe that I will survive. Oh, I, I believe that
tells us that if any two of us shall agree on anything on earth, that God will do it for us in heaven. And I know sometimes life has a way of knocking you down to the point where you can't even pray for yourself. But today, I want to agree with you that it's getting ready to get better. And right now, we are giving your problems an expiration date. And we're saying it's over. That you've been crying long enough. That you've been worried long enough. That you've been struggling long enough. And I believe that God's going to do it for you.
What is this feeling? I can't keep still. I feel your presence. I know you're real. I just can't shake it. I got to move.
to our interview phase. Dr. Marietta, you know who we have coming into the building? You know, I do know who's coming in the building. And one thing I wanted to say, this this person that we're bringing on, man, I looked up to, especially as being an actor and growing up seeing a lot of his work. Mm -hmm. And it's a great honor to have him in the building. Yes. We have Mr. Miguel Nunez Jr. on the line, y'all. Everybody welcome him. Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello, welcome. Good morning, good morning. God bless everybody today. Amen. So we're gonna do my famous icebreaker question. (laughs) So, my icebreaker question today is this. How do you like your wings? Bone in or bone out? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Good answer. I don't, I don't care if they bone in, bone out. I don't care. I'm a eater. I love to eat. I don't care if they bone in. I never even really thought about that. That's a question in my entire life. I never even considered until this very second. Wow. <laughs> That means yep. 
that means that, that you just like, hey, give me anything. Yeah. Wingstop, you like lemon and, and pepper as as, food. As long as they got they fried and they got some flavor on them. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah, like my Aunt Rose in North Carolina, she threw it down. Best food on the planet is Parker's. That's a restaurant in North Carolina called Parker's. It's only one on the planet. And I promise you, if it was all over the world, it would be a hit. It's amazing. Wow. Parker's. I'm going to have to check that out. Mm -hmm. You start with my favorite thing, food. So, all right, go ahead. We can go from there. <laughs> all right. So, just to kind of let everybody know, where is your hometown? I was born in New York, Manhattan, New York. But my hometown is actually Wilson, North Carolina, because that was where I was raised. I was born in New York. My mom took me to our grandmother in North Carolina to be raised in North Carolina. She was a single mother living in New York, wild and crazy. Thank God. It was God that got us with our grandparents because they were preachers. So I was actually a PK raised by my grandparents in North Carolina. Amen. That's awesome. So what led you down the path of acting? I cannot tell you. I just did another interview the other day and they asked the same question. Uh, and, and, and I honestly... I think I was born with it because my mom said when I was like the first could speak, the first time she ever spanked me, I told her when I become a movie star, I'm not going to buy you nothing. And <laughs> I, every, since I could speak, all I ever wanted to do, I was telling everybody that would listen that I'm going to I'm going to live in Hollywood. I'm going to be in the movies. I'm going to be on TV. And everybody told me the exact same thing. How in the hell are you going to be an actor? There's no way you're going to be an actor. You're poor, you're black, you're ugly, you're skinny, you're living in North Carolina, you're out here on a farm. How is it even possible have something realistic? No one ever in my entire life supported my choice. No one ever said, you know what, you can do that. Every single body, every step of my way told me it was an impossibility. And I told every single body that could listen, I said, I guarantee you, I don't know how I did it, and I know it was God, I do, uh, that I knew. I knew from the moment I was born, I would get all the encyclopedias and run and hide in the house and look up Hollywood. Um, I had the jean jacket, and I wrote Hollywood on the back of it in a big black magic marker. So from the first grade through the 12th, my nickname was Hollywood, because I said I'm going to Hollywood every single minute. Wow. <laughs> See, you spoke into never existence. I never to do anything else. I never, I never, and then when I ran away from home, I decided I graduated in, um, I graduated in June, July, August, September, October. I made three bologna sandwiches, made a broken note, and ran away to Hollywood. I thought I was going to get in. It was going to be Emerald City. It was going to be you know, lights and cars, and I just meet somebody that I was going to become an actor. I absolutely, beyond the shadow of a doubt, knew that it was going to happen, but I didn't realize the seriousness of what I had done until I actually landed downtown L.A. Because when I went to the bus station asking for a ticket to Hollywood, he said, I can't go to Hollywood. I was so young, skinny, naive. I thought he, you had to be an actor to get into Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So he said, the bus goes to Los Angeles. So I got on there and found out later, Trailways goes downtown. Greyhound went to Hollywood, but we didn't have Greyhound. So I ended up downtown on Skid Row, the worst place in, ever you could be in in Los Angeles. And I end up, I did, I, that was the first time I realized the seriousness of what I'd actually done. And I looked outside and it was just disgusting. Skid Row is the worst part in the entire United States, in any city. And, uh, and I walked around and I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. And I ended up sleeping behind, sleeping in the bus station. The guy kicked me out. I had a dollar left. I went to a movie theater. Some guy came in the movie theater. So I was sitting all a couple of moments trying to attack me. On me. I popped a razor out on him. That was God's way of protecting me early, telling me to watch out. Went back to the bus station. I started sleeping behind the bus station for a few days. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. And then one day I'm sleeping behind, under, under the guy comes up and says, hey, dude, why are you out? Because I look like a little kid. And he goes, I said, well, I came here to be an actor. And I talked like that when I got here. He was like, oh, my God. Everybody I was telling that, they go, oh, God. And I didn't understand it. So he told me about the Union Rescue Mission. So I ended up going to the Union Rescue Mission the next day. And it was just like a little hole in the wall church. It's like a $20 million facility here in Alba. And there's a picture of me in there with the people who came in and graduated from the Union Rescue Mission. But it was a little dirty hole in the wall that let bombs come in before 7 o'clock. And I was getting before 7 o'clock and you sleep in the pews. You just sit there in the pews all night. And I, at least I was inside. And then I wake up scratching and itching and tell me you got lice on you. You have to go downstairs, take your clothes off. They spray you full of lice. 
Then they gave us a bowl of beans that was still hard. I guess they didn't even take the time to cook them. Wow. And donuts. That was your breakfast because the donut shops would donate all the broken donuts to the mission. So that was our breakfast. And I mean, I one time at everybody asked, did you ever have any doubt? And I said this on the D.R. Hughes show as well. I don't know if this is doubt, but I do remember going in the back of the room, in the prayer room, when everybody was asleep, and where the preacher was supposed to be, because it was a little church, actually, that was the Rescue Mission, first one was a church. And I would pray to God, I was like, please, 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 God, please let me be back home at Wilson, North Carolina, on 647 Terry Street, in my bed, and wake up tomorrow, and this was all a dream, and I really thought it was going to happen. <laughs> See? So I kept... I, 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 but here's the, here's the, here's the part for our listeners. Everybody talk about church. Everybody talk about preachers. Everybody talk about organized religion. Everybody talks about all of that. I've been through all phases of it. Like I said, we own the church. We clean the church. We put the sound system in. We sing in the choir every day to like, even after I graduated. Um, my grandfather was a preacher and all of that. We had YPHA at our house and all of this. I've seen organized religion. I've seen all of that, but it's all about a personal relationship with God. And when I was on the street, that was the closest I ever been in my life. I literally talked to him in the morning because it was all I had. I would go, wake up, I wake up in the morning and just like a real person was there. I'm like, good morning. I was like, God, I, I, was, I would talk to him in the morning. Just, and I know I look like one of those homeless, crazy people walking around talking to themselves because I literally would talk to God as if he was there. Everything I needed along the way would come. i give you an instance. I was, it was October, November, December, and it was a Christmas, and I had met like four other homeless guys who was out. We were like a little homeless group, Gary, Kiki, Sam, and Carlos. And we running around and walking around downtown, and it was about one minute and 12, and I was a little skinny as young, and I was about to cry. And I didn't want them to see me about to cry. <clears throat> So I started walking behind them, and I remember saying verbatim, dear God, please, God, please, please, can't let it be like this. Because it was the happiest time when I was thinking about everybody back home because we didn't get no beatings around Christmas time, and everything was happy around the house. <laughs> and I, I, would just, I would just remember how happy they were back home it would be, and as soon as I opened my eyes, there's $160 land on the sidewalk. Wow. Now, if you add up every Christmas gift we got for 17 years, I would, it would add it up to about $160. <laughs> and, and, um, and I remember I went and got all of us some food. We all went to a Richard Pryor movie at late that night. And I remember coming out of the movie theater. Now, instead of walking behind, I'm walking in front of them, all happy and upbeat. And I remember as I'm walking, all the stores are closed. It's like the one in the morning the movie theater's out. Walking down Broadway, they have stores that are, you know, you, they have a counter. Walking out and sitting on the counter is a huge white gift in white paper with a huge white bowl just sitting there on the counter. Nobody there, streets empty, the stores are closed. What are the chances of that just happening? I walk up, I go, oh, look, somebody left a gift. And this white couple walked right past me as I was saying, said, well, it's yours now. And I think about it. I got a gift and $160 on Christmas. Wow. And there's no way that just happened. So anyway, so I ended up going to stand at the Union Rescue Mission, and they would call me Youngblood because I looked like I was 10. Oh, Youngblood, why are you here? Why are you here? And I was telling I'll be in the act. And I was in there for a while. And so then I, they teach me how to get on the county. And I didn't know what that meant. It took me about eight, eight weeks. It would have took me two days if I knew where I was going. I got on the county. They gave you a hotel. You just signed your vow, sign a voucher. And a, three meals a day at a restaurant, you your payment for rent. I guess it's welfare. I don't know. And you get the $176 every two weeks in the county. And I was like, whoa. And Gary Kiki and Santa Claus already at the hotel. And they've been there for like a year. And I started doing the same thing I was doing in North Carolina. Man, we can get out of here. We can be there. Now, I know you can go to Hollywood now because I see it on the bus. I'm going to be an actor. Oh, man, how are you going to be an actor? You're poor, you're black, you're downtown, you're homeless. There's actors in Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, acting schools, got agents, managers. There's no way. And I said, I guarantee you. And I started doing the same thing. Then I ended up getting a job at Rancho Los Amigos Hospital in Downey, California. I worked there for a year, saved up all my money. I started sneaking in and out of the studios. I 
stayed up enough money. I moved into the apartment in Hollywood. I moved all four of them in so we can all pay the rent and still have the same. Because once you get on the county, you get a job you can't sign anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So we all got on jobs, and so we all moved to Hollywood in the apartment. And then I quit my job because I had enough people that paid the rent. And I saved <laughs> this money for a year. <laughs> I saved this money for a year. And then I started sneaking in the studios. And I was telling the story of kids the other day, never take no for an answer. When you know something, when you have faith in yourself and you have God behind you, first of all, nothing nothing would have ever happened to me if I had not been in the right position, in the right place. God has blessings for every single one of us. But you have to be in the right position for God to bless you. And if you're not, God's going to pass you over and bless somebody else. Not that he's not going to come back and bless you again, but God's not going to bless you if you out hoeing and just doing all kinds of it's wrong and stuff. Why would God bless you and give you more so you can continue doing wrong? Right. That's not how it happens. That's God has right. to see you making a, a significant change, and he will come in and aid you in those changes in your needs to sustain you through your your transition when you are truly and really trying. And he don't look at what you do. He looks at your heart. That's what God was saying. And my heart was pure. I was trying and doing everything right. And I talked to God every day. I had a personal relationship with God. And I believe that's why those doors opened for me. That's why I was protected downtown. And, 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 and I mean, I was so young and naive, uh, a gay guy wouldn't even take me home. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember one time I was, I was walking down the street, and I was like, hey, man, and I ran into this guy. And he was like, why are you out on the street, young man? I was like, I don't have nowhere to stay. I'm able to be an actor. He was like, dude, you want to stay with me? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, dude, we were just walking. I was so happy. I was out of the streets. I was just telling him about North Carolina and everything. I was just talking and talking. How am going to be a who's He just put his hand on my chest and stop, 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 stop. You can't go with me. And I was like, what? And I got so sad. I was like, I talked to him. I talked to him or something. And he was like, dude, you, you, you just can't go with me. You need, you need to get out of the street. You need to do I'm like, dude, why did I say? Why did he say, I'm gay? I said, I'm happy too. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I had never had a word because in North Carolina, a, a gay person was called a punk. Mm. That's all I know. So and I didn't know. And he told me, explained it to him. And I was like, oh, he said, you just need to be careful. I mean, that's how naive I was. Wow. <laughs> a gay guy wouldn't even take advantage of it. But that was like also God. Amen. So anyway, I end, up, I end up at the Union Rescue Mission, and then I, I um, save up my money and move to Hollywood. And then I, one day I'm on a bus. Oh, no, let me go back to uh, telling kids, too, also. Never take no for an answer. So I was telling people, I want to try to learn how. I want to walk into Universal Studio, and they call me Country Boy, because when I first got California, I everybody called me Country Boy. I just ran into a girl that I knew from Skid Row and at the she was working at Bloomingdale, and she yelled, Country Boy! And I go, nobody knows that. I couldn't believe I saw her. Anyway, I told everybody, I want to go I want to go to Universal Studio, and I want to walk around on the studio and see how they do the movie so I can learn. I said, man, you are to blind. They ain't going to let you do that. You can't do that. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Who won't let me? What do you mean can't? There's no such thing. Yeah, welcome to the game. Security guy, I want to walk into the studios and um, I help, can I help you? I want to walk around on the studios. I came here to be an actor and I want to walk around on the studio so I can see how it's done. He said, Man, get your butt out of here. And then that, you can't do that. No one's going to let you do that. You can't do that. And I'm thinking, I don't get this. Why do people accept I can't and you can't and all of that stuff? So I said, okay. Everybody told me you can't do it. I never take no for an answer. So I saved up my money, sold my blood plasma. Stayed up my money, bought me a ticket to Universal Studio tour, took the tour, went around on the tour, watched it, watched it, watched it, and then I said, okay, I got him. So then I stayed up not two weeks, stayed up my money, went back to the Universal Studio tour. There's a part of the, part of the tour where the lady gets off the bus and says, okay, listen, all right, all right, everybody come, get on the file to your right. We're going to go inside the soundstage here, and we're going to show you how TV shows are made. So make sure you stay in the single file. Okay, this way, this way, this way, everybody. And while everybody's going this way, this way, this way, I went that way, that way, that way, and I walked around <laughs> on the studio. I walked around the studio, went into the sound stages, set up the pictures all day long, went on all these different sound stages, watching all of these things, and I did exactly what I said I wanted to do that every single person told me couldn't be done, they won't let you, and it can't be done. And that is what I did all the way. Every door I found or closed, I looked for a back door or a window. 
I never took no for an answer. And now a lot of people let other people tell them what they know. Oh, you can't do this. You can't be that. Oh, you can't do that. How are you going to do this when all these people are doing it? And all these people are all in? No, you don't have to have anybody believed in you. As long as you believe in yourself and you know, I knew I had God. I wasn't worried about it. I knew I, I didn't worry about no agent. I got God. God is better than an agent. I was telling people that God is better than an agent. You know, I was, I was saying and I was believing it. And I really believed it. So now let me go back. That's why I say never take no for an answer. So then I go back to university. I'm on a bus one day, and I see this guy over there talking to himself with some papers in his hand. I, and I was like, what are you doing? He said he's an actor. I said, okay, man, to be an actor. I want to be an actor. Da, 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 da. So he said he was going to a, a cattle call. That means that's when on studios or something have a big audition somewhere, and anybody can come out a mall or a park, and that's what they were having for a Geno's restaurant commercial. They were looking for a regular person, not just an actor. So, uh, so, and he said, here, take, here's a copy of my resume, and you got a photo, you have to get some pictures of the resume, you got to get an agent, blah, 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 and I was okay. So I look out, I see him get off the bus, and I look over, I see in the park, they got cameras and people in the park, so I get off on the next stop, I go to a copy place, I take his resume, I wipe his name out, put my name on the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to the, to the park. I got in line, and I got the lead in that Geno's restaurant commercial. And wow. I took that, and I took, they were telling me, you and I was like, no, no, agent. And the guy saw me. He was like, you got it? And I was telling him, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, I could take it to my agent. So he took me to his agency. His agent signed me. Of course he signed me. I said, listen, you can have all, send me more of those cattle things. He said, auditions. I was like, yeah, you can have all that money. I didn't know how much it was at the time. I'm homeless. And he goes, yeah, yeah, all right. I like you. I'm going to sign you up. Of course he did because he gets 10% of every check. <laughs> he signed me up. And I think the next, the next 48 auditions he sent me on, I got probably 40, 45 of them. Wow. That's awesome. So I, I mm -hmm. and then three years later, I was on tour duty and uh, a hit show on CBS for three years. Wow! And I was at twenty-seven years old in Hawaii, making seven thousand five hundred dollars a week every for every week for a year, and I never had a bank account. Every time I cashed a check, I put the whole seven thousand five hundred in my pocket and spent it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just enjoy money. <laughs> And that's the fast version. I'm going to tell you about the, you know, sneaking in and, and hungry, so hungry, so nice that my, my gum turned purple and was hurting and I got really sick and, 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 and just so hungry that I said, ate some cookies off a bus stop and going to the Height Regency Wishing Well and stealing money from the Wishing Well just to survive. I mean, it was tough, but that, the, the lessons are more important than the, than the, than the experience. So that's how I look at it. So I have a question. Yep. With all the projects you've worked on, what is the most memorable project that you've worked on? The most memorable project that I can say that I worked on. Wow, that's a hard one, too, because I did something. I mean, I, it's, it's hard to say because they all were, like Street Fighter. I did Street Fighter. It was a $100 million movie, and we were in Australia, and, and Capcom was a million-dollar company, Japanese company that owned it. And they owned this condominium building that we're living in, and it was also Japanese billionaires. And they gave each one of us our own 37,000 square foot floor in there, and, and 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 a limo for each one of us street fighters as we were leaving. And a security guy in the room next to us, and and and, and this was for like four or five months. And 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 then tour of duty, being in Hawaii, my first series for 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 a year and the show went for three years flying in a helicopter over beautiful hawaii every day getting paid thousand dollars a week uh, uh per diem that's not include your check mm -hmm. every week for a year i mean in hawaii 20 something years old on my own i mean and then scooby-doo over in australia on the most amazing beautiful island you've ever seen in your life for three months Paid for by Warner Brothers, anything we wanted, walking out in the water with my daughters who were little and the water to your knees. And for some reason, where we were, the dolphins would come in with their little babies and all swim around your feet and you can rub them right there. Wow. I mean, it's just every single place was an amazing experience to me, especially from where I come from. I'm not one of those people that pick and choose, uh, uh, which is the more amazing. They're all been amazing experience, especially for somebody like me who came from absolutely nothing. Awesome. You didn't say Joanna Man, though. No, no, no. Joanna Man, the same thing. That was my first lead. That was my first lead. But actually, that was the one I would, that was the first thing popped in mind when you said it. That's the first thing popped in mind when you said it. 
Because I when I I'm just break it down. I got in trouble because of Joanna, man. Because there was a girl named Joanna at school when that movie came I out. Cannot, somebody else told me there was a, they know somebody named Joanna. I still can't believe that's a real name. I and, can't believe that. That's and, a real person name. And it was funny because I kept on saying Joanna, Joanna, man, Joanna. <laughs> I love you, Joanna. <laughs> I got in trouble for that. I swear to you, I, I heard somebody, I remember I was ran into a lady recently at the airport, and she goes, oh my God, I have to tell you, I loved you in that movie, Geronimo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me tell you, God, uh, God picked Joanna because it took me four months, you know, I had to do all the uh, basketball training for three months prior to the film. So for like the first three to four months, I'm in the mirror. Hi, hi, my name's Joanna. I'm trying to figure out how the hell am I going to make this voice so it doesn't sound like a transvestite. I didn't want to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I kept doing this. I was in the movie, all, in the window, in the mirror, all. And I was just so worried. I'm like, what if I say something one way and say this? And I, it just, I just couldn't get it. So I said, you know what? Whatever I just do, when I, when I when I when I get there, whatever I do in the beginning, I'ma just stick with that. I just didn't know what I was gonna do. I said, whatever it is, I'm just gonna pick one and just do it. Wow. So I just sat in Charlotte, North Carolina, early, and this girl walks in and goes, "Hi, would you like some sweet tea?" <gasps> <laughs> I was like, "That's it. All I gotta do is make a country, and then you won't know what you know." That was it. That's all I got. That's how I got the voice from. So, was it hard to prepare for the little um, little Richard role when you did in Why the Fools Fall in Love? Absolutely, positively, no preparation whatsoever. Really? None whatsoever. Just I just imitated him when I went in for the audition and then did him. I was like, whoa, I just went in and did him at the audition. They were like, ah! You got it right there. They don't usually tell you right there. Wow. They tell me, oh, my God, you killed it. And then I just went in and I looked at some I looked at some of his stuff and I watched his movie. So when I said, Ooh, I think we just upset the teenager. I was just looking at how he moved his head and stuff like that. Amen. Well last question. Oh, oh. tell you the funny Richard. Let me tell you the funny story. While I'm on the set they doing they goes, Oh, little Rich is here, little Rich is here, oh little Rich is here. Oh, he wants to meet you, he wants to meet you. <laughs> so I said, Okay. So I go in my trailer. He said, he wants you to go in this trailer. So I go in this trailer. He said, now he got about three guys in there. He said, everybody get out. <laughs> everybody walk out. I'm like, oh, Lord. I heard about this man. I hope he know already got the role. <laughs> <laughs> so he, and he began to tell me he didn't want me to do a good job. <laughs> I didn't oh. ever tell anybody that. <laughs> he did not want me to do a good job because he felt like they should have been there with my movie. You know, and if you do a good job on this, they're going to feel like they already seen it. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to this day, they don't know he wanted me to do, he wanted me to do a bad job. Bad job. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I wanted to just say, um, with last question, where can everybody find you now? Where can they find your social media website? You can find my stuff? Instagram. Instagram. I my Instagram is M N U N E Z. My last name M Nunez Jr. M Nunez Jr. Snapchat is M Nunez Jr. O eight one one, and Facebook and Twitter Miguel A Nunez Jr. Amen. I thank you for coming. Like this is And let everybody know I'm gonna be picking one Instagram one Instagram follower to to for walk on roll on Joanna Man too, so make sure they sign up. What? What? <laughs> yes indeed it was reading. Oh my. That's awesome. Oh I'm 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 posting that today. Yes. <laughs> yes, today. <laughs> All right guys. All right, we thank you. We appreciate you for taking time with Anointed Radio here in Las Anytime. Vegas. And if there's anything that you need from Noita Radio from promoting, like what we're about to promote about Joanna Man 2, or anything else, just let us know. Yeah. We're text message away, email away. Just keep us Absolutely. in and touch. And same here. Anytime you guys want me back, let me know. I got I'm you. Definitely. Oh, that's definitely All happening. right. God bless you, and God bless all the listeners. Amen. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, man, y'all heard that? <laughs> He's picking one Instagram follower. Y'all better go follow him. What he say to walk on? To walk on. Okay. 
Joanna man too. You hear me? What? That's an awesome blessing. Y'all, y'all don't understand. If you if, if you don't know now, you know that was that exclusive. Yes. Y'all better go out there and go follow him. Go, man, go show your love to Mr. Miguel Nunez Jr. He gave a word. He gave some insight. It was just a great overall interview. What do you think, Dr. Clay? It was awesome. You know, it's it's amazing because here's a man that went through some hard times of his career. And because he kept speaking that into existence, that he's going to be an actor and he's going to be in Hollywood, he was definitely, definitely focused on what he knew was in him to do. And I love it because a lot of people needed to hear that. Right. When it says when the door closed and another one it should, should open, you got to believe that that door is going to open. And when it does open, you got to be ready to walk in. Like he said, he was ready. Right. He was already ready. So when the opportunity presented itself, he already knew that's what he was going to do. So that right there, that testimony touched me. And I sure pray it touched a whole lot of people because just to see someone in his stature and to know that what he went through to get where he's at, that should encourage anybody. Right. And especially because he didn't take no for for an answer. Exactly. He, he kept going. He spoke into existence. He trusted in God, you know, yeah. and I can say I could relate because I've been into a point where I had nothing. Mm -hmm. When I moved to Las Vegas, this transition was rough <laughs> and I had a hundred dollars and a full tank of gas. And I was like, God, every day I asked him, guide my feet because I read in a scripture in Proverbs where he said, if you make the plan, I will guide mm -hmm. your steps. Mm -hmm. I will order your steps. I'll yeah. guide your steps. And I said, God, you know what? I don't know where I'm eating. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know where I'm staying. Mm -hmm. don't know what job I'm getting. I don't even know about no one in Vegas, really. Mm -hmm. But God got my feet. And yes. for where I am now, I couldn't even believe. If somebody told me four to five years ago that I would have what I have now, I'd probably be like, man, I don't, okay, yeah, that's come funny. On here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm with you on that. <laughs> so man. I'm just saying it's, it, it, it's if you believe it, You'll receive it. Yes. And you gotta just keep in touch with God, cause when you ain't, when you don't have nothing or nothing to rely on, and you have nothing, God could build with you because you're only relying on Him mm -hmm. and no distractions. Yeah. So, yeah. man, that's deep. And one thing I have to say is, Cletus. <laughs> there you go. He's always on time. Yes, or he gets fined five dollars. No, you can't see him on Facebook. He's on the other camera that's turned off. He doesn't like being on camera. But if he was on Facebook, go ahead and share this video. If it touched you, share this video, like this video. Um, again, remember that at Mountaintop on the 24th at 5 p.m., mm -hmm. One Accord, upper, upper Bound Tour, where I'll be emceeing. Hey, Amen. <laughs> And we'll be having actually one accord that morning, Saturday morning, coming yeah. on, talking about the concert that Saturday morning. And it's going to be a great thing. Come out. And if you didn't know, now you know. I'm going to let Dr. Marvietta Clay explain to where to go get her new single that she released last night. Well, you know what, you guys, you can go on CD Baby, you can go on iTunes, um, Spotify, all the media outlets. You can go on there, download it, and it's only 99 cents. Uh-oh, hello. To download, Mike. hello. You know, and then I also have the product as well, but I just want you to support it because if you're a worshiper, this song will definitely bless your soul. Um, just because, I, not just because I'm singing it, but because it really means something for a worshiper to worship the Lord for ever, ever and ever in a day you want to worship him continuously so guess what, do what you gotta do and go on and support it and just grab it and put it in your arsenic and in your library. And it's called Worship Forever Worship Forever. Alright y'all heard it, go download it but it's about that time like always you can find me at Anointed Jaylon on all my platforms Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter or find me at Jaylon Calhoun on Facebook. I'm a Facebook page, not a profile. Go ahead and like it, follow it, see all the new updates. Um, one thing I could leave with you today is God has a plan for you, but don't give up on the plan. Yeah. You got something? Look, keep following your heart. Don't take no for an answer, because no is not an option. 
But if you keep following your heart and keep trusting in God, everything else will work itself out. Amen. Guess what, y'all? We'll see y'all on Wednesday. Hey, now.